Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Have you ever seen a drink define a generation? Maybe when you were a teenager, you felt like a badass walking into a convenience store and spending your allowance money on a Monster, Red Bull, Jolt, or Rockstar Energy drink. Monster Energy, unleash the beast. Rockstar, don't play by the rules. Red Bull gives you wings. Whether you bought them to cram for a history test the next day or just to feel cool, the energy spike from these drinks may have been the only legal and accessible kind of high you could get your hands on at that age. Sure, you knew that you probably shouldn't have them, but their forbidden nature only made them all the more tempting. As energy drinks grew more popular and as you grew older, maybe you had the bright idea to combine alcohol and caffeine, like having a Red Bull and vodka at a frat party. Well. You wouldn't be alone. Humans have been combining alcohol and caffeine for centuries. Coffee wine was invented in protein bar form back in 800 AD. The recipe for Tia Maria coffee liqueur dates back to the 17th century, and the black Russian cocktail was invented in the 1940s. But in the mid 2000s, a new generation defining drink came along to push those boundaries, Four loco. Four Loco was liquid hyperbole, a blackout in a can, and has been called fucking insane on every level. Though the equivalents differ depending on which article and source you're looking at, some say a single Four Loco was comparable to drinking six beers all at once. The Wall Street Journal claimed that it was more like 12, and the Yale Daily News argued it was basically a single cup of coffee and three beers. Four Loco's manufacturer, Fusion Projects, said it was essentially wine, some craft beers, and a tall Starbucks coffee all in one. The point is, there was a lot in it. And better yet for the college students that loved it, it was also pretty cheap. At the height of its popularity, Four Loco was just three bucks a can. $3 for an energy drink, some coffee, and half a dozen beers? Well, it's no wonder that college students love these things. It meant no more going broke on a night out drinking. The trouble is that those mixing alcohol and caffeine to this extent may end up paying for it in a different way. See, when you drink too much alcohol, you'll know it. You could feel the effects and hopefully slow down, sober up and get home safely. That's not always the case when you add caffeine into the mix though. That coffee and energy drink effect of a Four loco might make someone feel awake or feel that they're fine to drive when they're actually still heavily intoxicated. Just as Four Loco took energy drinks to a new level, they took impaired judgment to a new level too. They really did make a blackout in a can and sold it for dirt cheap to young adults. In the oral history of Four Loco article from New York Magazine, interviewees said that Four Loco basically got you super drunk then gave you the energy to act on your poor judgment. It was a special cocktail in that way. If you had one, you might do something stupid, but a second can was all it took for someone to make some extremely questionable decisions. Now, you might think that, hey, people are responsible for their own actions, and if someone buys a Four loco, it's their job to handle the consequences. But how true is that when Four loco didn't disclose how much caffeine was in their drinks? Or when underage teens were hospitalized or even died from drinking their products? What about when most of the people getting their hands on Four loco were actually under the age of 21? 
possibly thanks to Fusion Project's incredibly questionable marketing? Well, then the answer isn't so black and white, and you've got to wonder, why was this blackout in a can ever sold in the first place? Anyone who's ever had a Four loco has a story to tell. Usually, it's not a good one. One Four loco plus, you know, a little bit of beer put me over the edge. There's really anything that wrong with them because a lot of people drink Red Bull and vodka, and it's kind of the same thing. Blackout in a can. White planes are hospitalized, and police say it's all because of a beverage that looks like an energy drink. Cocaine. These college kids are drinking the entire can. What are they thinking? Okay, it's called servings, kids. You gotta look on the side of the can. Well, how many servings are in a can? 120. All right. Hello, and welcome to the Corporate Casket. I'm the Illuminati, and today on this special episode, we're gonna be discussing Four Loco. Now, I've talked about Bang Energy in the past, and I've talked about the caffeine industry in general, but today we're gonna be mixing them together to get Four Loco. I know it may sound like an exaggeration to call this the drink that defined a generation, but it truly was, especially if you lived in New York City. The founders, Jason Freeman and Jeff Wright, were inspired by Red Bull and vodka when they created Fusion Projects, claiming in interviews that they really wanted to disrupt the industry. A rap music video about Four Loco and some strange commercials later, both real and parody, and Four Loco started to do exactly that. According to Jeff, they made about $4.5 million in 2008, then increased their revenue tenfold in 2009 to about 45 million. Once 2010 hit, this was kind of the peak of their popularity and they were at 150 something, he says. Four Loco sure knew how to grow a business. All their models were under 25 years old in their commercials. They promoted their drinks at colleges, even violating the law to do so. But it wasn't just the advertising that had young people gravitating towards the camouflage, brightly colored cans. It was also the accessibility. Because right before that explosion in popularity, Four Loco made their cans bigger. They raised the alcohol level, improved their flavors, and started putting their products in New York City's bodegas. Freeman said that the reaction was immediate. They permeated the network of bodega owners and their product was flying off the shelves faster than they could even make it. Joss Ostrovsky, the co-owner of Swish Beverages, said that it even became the thing to drink if you were looking to make some memories and then immediately forget them. He, as well as the other New York mag interviewees that grew up in the city said that it was the go-to party drink. It had so much sugar that it'd taste like you ate an entire box of Gushers, ultimately making it the cheapest, not gross way to get drunk. Josh said of it, drinking for Loco was a specific experience. You know what I mean? You'd talk about it the way a girl in Brooklyn today will talk about taking Ayahuasca, which I hope I said that right, but that's a plant-based psychedelic, by the way. But the former chairman of the New York State Liquor Authority, Dennis Rosen, was less than impressed. He said that their marketing was clearly targeted at young people who were abusing it. And to his knowledge, New York Senator Chuck Schumer had contacted the FDA to evaluate Four Loco's safety. In 2009, the FDA did announce that they were looking into caffeinated alcoholic drinks, Fusion Projects being just one of the dozen brands that got a letter ordering them to supply evidence that caffeine can be safely added to alcoholic drinks. The FDA was aware Four Loco was testing the boundaries with a 12% alcohol level and their customers were starting to feel the effects. In late 2010, police found students passed out everywhere in the aftermath of a house party. Nine were hospitalized, one woman simply fainted on a bench and had been given CPR and others were fighting for consciousness with their eyes rolling back into their heads. It was a horrifying scene and more than 50 students became ill in total with alcohol levels ranging from 0.12 to 0.335%. The legal limit says that you're too impaired to drive at just 0.08% for reference. 
Now, originally when this news first broke, everyone seemed sure that this couldn't be just alcohol and that the drinks had been spiked. Law enforcement investigated the potential of roofies being used as it would be consistent with the students just quote, falling like flies. But in the weeks that followed, toxicology tests found no evidence of drug use whatsoever. The college quickly banned Four Loco and soon other colleges found themselves having to do the same. That same month in October, Ramapo College administrators also banned the drink from their campus. College president Peter Mercer said it was necessary after at least half a dozen students were hospitalized in incidents involving Four Loco, but the students disagreed. Not just because it would kill the fun as one put it, but because they might hide it more. One junior told ABC News, quote, maybe they won't be as inclined to tell people their friends are sick, which could be a bad thing. Still, plenty of colleges found their hands tied and followed in these footsteps as the warnings and reports of sickness began to spread. This was only made more alarming when these students admitted that they usually saw Four Loco in the hands of people who don't look or act over 21, implying that yes, underage people were partaking too. Four Loco insisted that people have safely combined caffeine and alcohol for years and that this wasn't an issue. Yet I don't see anyone marketing Red Bull and vodka in a can to kids either. Maybe they claimed it was safe, but when even a single can can cause so much damage, it's kind of hard to believe them. Plus, if they kept insisting that it wasn't harmful, then why not provide the evidence? Why not do a study, prove it to the FDA and assuage the public's concerns? The fact is that the FDA contacted them, telling the makers of Four Loco that this may not be a great idea. But even with that warning staring them in the face, the college students collapsing around them, this drink company shoved their heads into the sand and said the products were fine. The statement was hard to believe for many, but was made all the more difficult when teenagers died from drinking their products. Please note that the next section of this episode will mention child death. By November, 2010, things weren't looking great for Four Loco. They'd been banned from a whole host of colleges, the FDA was coming after them, and college students had become hospitalized from using their products. So they looked into the safety of their products, conducted several studies, and I'm just kidding, that, that's literally not what happened. Instead of looking at themselves, Four Logo basically blamed everyone else for just using their drinks wrong. On November 7th, they released a statement to colleges offering to talk to campuses and students about responsible drinking. Like, yes, responsible drinking is important, but from the creators of Four Logo, it feels like a bit of a slap in the face, like if a cigarette company offered to go to a hospital and warn patients about the dangers of lung cancer. They marketed to kids, they created a drink that seriously tested boundaries, and they made it ridiculously easy and cheap to get new levels of drunk. But Fusion's idea of help is chatting about responsible drinking? Even more disgusting are the comments in the article. Scroll down to the bottom and the very first one reads as follows. This product is very useful. I use this on the weekends to give to young, naive college girls. This beverage will allow them to make very poor decisions, usually ending up in my bedroom. I really hope this is some kind of sick joke, but I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't either. But here's the trouble. It wasn't just about colleges anymore. Getting rid of Four Loco was about protecting kids because whether the design looks like an energy drink or because sellers were just plain neglectful, minors were able to get their hands on Four Loco pretty easily. A minor working undercover with police was able to buy it at 11 of the 28 stores that sold Four Loco in the Bronx that November. Almost half the time a teenager walked into a bodega in the Bronx, they could walk out with a Four Loco. This investigation was done only two days after Fusion said they'd talk with colleges about responsibilities. So yeah, their slap in the face was returned with an absolute gut punch. A few days later, Four Loco agreed to stop shipping their drinks to New York. By this point, Washington, Michigan, Utah, and Oklahoma had all taken action against them. 
And it seemed like only a matter of time until other states started following in those footsteps. And so panic started to ensue. People sold the drinks on eBay, bum rush bodegas, you name it, anything to literally get your hands on this drink. It was like a mini black market for just four locos. Unfortunately, they couldn't get it out of some hands fast enough. Four Loco agreed to stop shipments on November 19th, but on November 18th, the news was released that a 14-year-old girl, Valeria Rodriguez, had died in Texas from a drunk driving accident involving their drinks. She, her 14-year-old boyfriend, and a 16-year-old were all traveling together. The 16-year-old bought five cans of Four Loco for them to share, and after Valeria's boyfriend had some, he got behind the wheel of a car, crashed into a guardrail, and Valeria was thrown from the vehicle. The 22-year-old clerk that sold them the alcohol, as well as Valeria's boyfriend, were both charged with her death. While drunk driving is dangerous in any form, this case highlighted how easy it was for kids to get their hands on these drinks. It's not as if an adult bought it for them, a 16-year-old bought it. I don't know if this clerk truly believed it was only just an energy drink or how far the extent of their negligence goes here, but this wasn't the only case either. Aaron Sains, 15, and Chelsea Taylor, 16, were found dead in a vacant apartment, an empty can of Four Loco nearby, along with signs of drug use. In another case, a 20-year-old named Jason Kieran drank three cans and reportedly began acting crazy, according to his friends. Jason got his hands on a gun, pointed it at himself, then at his friends, and told them, quote, I realize I'm freaking you guys out. Take the gun away from me. Tragically, Jason accidentally shot himself, but his family believed it was the Four Loco that caused it. 15-year-old Bo Rupp also passed away after drinking two cans. He was heavily intoxicated and behaving in a paranoid manner at a concert. Though his parents urged him to come home, Bo's messages were confusing. Quote, eventually we lost all contact. Bo made his way on foot onto a busy road and then he was hit by a car. A Texas man alleged the drink caused him to have a stroke. A 23-year-old named Rob was shot to death by police after he began acting paranoid and firing a shotgun into his backyard. An 18-year-old passed away after drinking a Four loco with a diet pill and a 19-year-old had a heart attack. The list goes on. The youngest child that I've seen that had died from an instance involving Four loco was just 13 years old. Let me briefly give some context as to what makes alcohol and caffeine so dangerous so you can understand why and how this happens. Alcohol is a nervous system depressant, whereas caffeine is a stimulant. Caffeine works by blocking adenosine receptors, adenosine being the chemical that regulates wakefulness and sleepiness. Alcohol, on the other hand, effectively does the opposite and can make you tired in large quantities and cause more adenosine to accumulate in your system. With both of these having the ability to increase your heart rate, that can also spell extra trouble for your cardiovascular system. Basically, they both impact your heart and while caffeine might make you feel wide awake even while drunk, your judgment and coordination are still, well, drunk. That's why the combination of caffeine and alcohol can be so dangerous for decision-making with a 2015 review finding, quote, compelling evidence that consuming alcohol and energy drinks is associated with higher rates of binge drinking, engaging in risky sexual behavior, drunk driving, and requiring medical treatment than consuming alcohol alone. Plus with the dual effect on your heart, it can be risky for your physical health too. The effects still need to be studied further, but one thing is very clear from medical journals and studies alike. This is a combination best avoided at all cost. Finally, Fusion did announce on November 16th, 2011, that it would remove caffeine from its drinks. But frankly, it was too little too late. Unfortunately, it seemed unlikely these lawsuits would win at trial. After all, the drink makers could claim that their product was no different than a Red Bull and vodka, and it's not as if Fusion was responsible for Fro Locos in kids' hands. At the same time, wrongful death expert Paul Friedman believed that they might settle out of court simply to avoid their image completely falling apart. 
Now, their image was obviously tarnished. There's no denying this. But those that still love the energy drink held a vigil. And no, I don't mean for the teenagers that lost their lives, but for the drink itself. So yes, I'm not kidding. In New York City, a vigil for Four Loko was held even after these kids had died. And I find something really odd about this, maybe a little off-putting. Like, I mean, we've seen people singing happy birthday to a light bulb before, but this drink was allegedly responsible for killing kids that same week. And the drink makers were dodging responsibility and then people were holding a vigil for it. I just personally wouldn't be celebrating them as this incredible dying legend. Nonetheless, this legend didn't die and Four Loko was determined to hold on for dear life. Now, This was kind of a tough section to get through. So I figured right after this would be a really good time to have an ad sponsor featuring Casper in it so we could have a quick couple minutes to just see the floofy cloud doing floofy cloud things. So with that being said, here is today's sponsor. Casper has been an especially busy boy ever since launching his new app, Bark. Who knew that so many other dogs would want a technology that allows the whole neighborhood to hear their barking every hour of the day, right? But between launching his app, developing his handy bark-to-speech technology, and borking at all the neighbors, Casper hasn't had enough time for cuddles and treats. Luckily, Mint Mobile is here to help. Casper has hired some employees to take some of the workload off his floofy shoulders, and he chose Mint Mobile as his main line of communication. Casper knows that setting up a new line is easy, convenient, and starts at just 15 bucks a month. Now, when he has to call Lily or Brady to set up a business meeting, he can still enjoy unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data, all while keeping his personal and professional life separate. I know Casper wants the best service for himself and his employees, and so do I. And that's why we both have our personal and professional phones with Mint Mobile. Plus, Mint Mobile carries top brands like Apple and Samsung. So when Casper's employees want to choose their snazzy new work phone, they'll get premium wireless from the most popular cell phone brands. And who's a good boy, you might ask? Well, Casper is, of course. He's a good boy by offering his employees a phone shipped right to their house. But to get started with Mint Mobile, you don't have to get a new phone or a new phone number. Since Mint Mobile has BYOE or just bring your own everything, your phone will always be welcome at Mint Mobile. Just change out your SIM card or get an eSIM. They'll find the phone and plan that suits your needs. It really is as simple as that. Each line starts at only 15 bucks a month, so the savings add up fast. Plus, when you've got so many employees like Casper, it's important to have reliable and affordable phone plans that you can count on. And I admit, when I first joined Mint Mobile, I wondered what the catch was. Premium service for only $15? I was paying like 90 to $120 before I switched. But the truth is there just isn't a catch. I've saved hundreds with Mint Mobile and you can too. Isn't that right, Coos? Being the successful busy boy he is, Casper also has to travel, sometimes for work and well, sometimes for fun. But Casper can feel confident knowing that he won't lose service because he's using the nation's largest 5G network. And because Casper is using Mint Mobile's family plants, which start at just two lines, by the way, all of his employees will also have the same great and amazing service. So it's time to switch to a phone company that isn't gonna lure you in with you know, gimmicks like free subscriptions or streaming services that you'll forget to cancel and be charged full price for. There's none of that here and that's the way it should be. So if you're ready to get started and get premium wireless from just 15 bucks a month and no unexpected plot twists, make sure you go to mintmobile.com Casper. That's mintmobile.com Casper. 
seriously, you're gonna make your wallet very happy. And of course, you're gonna make Casper very happy if you go to mintmobile.com slash Casper. have already banned the beverage and the Food and Drug Administration has ordered makers of these so-called alcohol regulators were worried drinks. about Four Loko. Now it's being banned altogether. As the years wore on, Fusion and Four Loko had to answer for the destruction in their wake, kind of. Though they had multiple death liability suits against them, I failed to find the settlements to these wrongful death cases online. It seems that they may have been settled out of court with the terms not being disclosed to the public, of course. We know Fusion did have to pay almost half a million dollars as part of an agreement with 20 different US state attorney generals, but that was due to their target marketing towards young people and teens. It seemed like this might be the death of Four Loco, and perhaps it should have been, but sometimes when you ban something, it only makes people want it more. Despite losing about 80,000 points of distribution basically overnight, they still boomed internationally. Josh, the co-owner of Swish Beverages, told the New York Magazine, there was a thing in China. Kids would live stream themselves from their houses drinking Four loco until they basically fell asleep, like on camera. It was like two weeks. They sold millions of fucking cans of Four loco because all these Asian kids were doing this live stream Four loco challenge. Now I was able to find one of these Four loco challenges online from a creator named Elaine Howe. Thankfully, she did make the disclaimer that she wasn't at home alone just in case of any bad reactions and she is of drinking age. Her video feels more like a review than a challenge, but it's also the forbidden nature alone that seems to tempt people to try it. Four Loco leaned into this whole, we're a ridiculous American drink sort of stereotype, judging from their commercials featuring American eagles, tanks, the American flag, I think you get the picture. According to one of the co-founders, it took until around 2014 until they were back to their peak 2010 numbers in sales. Then in 2016, they were fully booming once again, and he stated, The market just exploded and people were purchasing full containers and air shipping them back to China, which is like $30,000. We were doing 100,000 cases a month to China, export. Four Loco also ended up in Canada. Though it's illegal to mix caffeine and alcohol there since they removed the caffeine, they were still permitted. Still, the language around their products has remained questionable. On their website, they claim that they're not banned or illegal and the only health risk might occur is if you hate having a good time. Four Loco also claims that when consumed responsibly, Four Loco has no lasting impact on health. Frankly, I find their whole FAQ section to be a bad joke made in bad faith. In my opinion, it's pretty clear that their products contributed to the deaths of teenagers. I understand this wasn't technically proven as Four Loco settled these wrongful death suits and just went on their merry way. But when multiple teenagers and young adults die, you can't really tell me that their products have no impact on health. They do, they impact your health and your life. Four Loco is meant for 21 year olds in the United States, and that's allowed them to seemingly skirt responsibility in so many of these cases when underage people drank their products. However, their reasoning doesn't account for the college students who had been hospitalized and those who were of age who only had two servings. Plus in China, the drinking age is 18, and in Canada, it's either 18 or 19, depending on where you live. Therefore, the idea that, oh, Four Loco is totally safe if you're not underage, doesn't really cut it for me. I'm glad that they cut out the caffeine, but teenagers still died. Now, in the US, you actually still can buy their cans, just again, without the caffeine in them. Occasionally, there are still reports of people passing away after drinking Four loco, but now, and not to minimize these deaths by any means, it doesn't seem to be any kind of wrongful death. For example, one 30-year-old Pierre was hooked on the drink and would reportedly have at least two a day. When he combined it with cold medication, Pierre did pass away, but this could truly happen with any alcoholic beverage. 
their target marketing and mixture of caffeine and alcohol did not play a role here. Now, maybe after all of this, you're thinking, hey, at least they changed the ingredients and moved on, right? But it's the current lack of headlines surrounding Four Loko that pisses me off because in my opinion, it proves that their products were dangerous. Without the added caffeine and without the marketing targeted toward kids, we don't see teenagers dying from Four Loko anymore. We don't see 16 year olds buying this drink, getting into a car and crashing it. Personally, I think this shows that their previous marketing and product was in fact dangerous. And that's due to the fact that they had to change the formula and now people aren't dying anymore. That's why it's so shitty that Four Loko denied any culpability in the first place. Truthfully, the drink should have never existed in the first place. If they wanted to push the limits of how much caffeine and alcohol you want in a can, then they needed to do their due diligence and be able to prove that a single serving was safe before the FDA came knocking. Plus, you know, not marketing towards young people and making it appealing to literal children would also be a really great start too. Although this is absolutely a personal opinion and you can completely disagree with me, I also don't like the language that the co-creators of Four Loko use when discussing their controversies. In interviews, they say how there was mass hysteria around their products and they realized that caffeine was keeping them from realizing their full potential. At one point, Jason Freeman says they had a whole bunch of lawsuits and getting back on their feet was a long, tedious process, but he certainly doesn't mention what the lawsuits were for. Kids were quite literally dying and their product was a common denominator in these deaths. While I won't say that mass hysteria around this sort of thing doesn't exist, it does feel pretty icky the way they would minimize these valid concerns against them and paint themselves as the victim. By no means was Four Loko alone in having these drinks, but they were certainly one of the most notorious ones out there. Briefly, they did define a generation, but I'm not so sure that that's always a good thing. But with all of that being said, that is where we're going to end today's episode of The Corporate Casket. I hope you learned something new here today. And if you did, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. If you wanna catch up with me outside of these episodes, make sure to click the link tree link in the description box. It's gonna lead you to all of my social media, my live streams, and a whole bunch of other sources as to what I'm up to. So thank you so much for joining me here today. I really do appreciate it. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye.